This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, we have the mysterious Pasha of Ahibin Seharon, which is kind of a very strange Pasha in the Torah, separated by two nuns, etc. And Rabbeinu uh, Bechaya will give us a little bit of insight into what it's all about. He says, Valderech Kabbalah, Vaibin Sa'aron, Pasha Zuro Mezes Al Kolyme Olam, Kinir Shemuba Shivas Alafim for Pasigrisha. Um, so the pasuk um, over here he says it's really it, the two psukim are a reference to the entire scope of the, the cycle of 6,000 years that the world is active and 1,000 years that the world becomes inactive V'inyaz wrote midbar the place where this is going to be, where the remez is, and like always, whenever, whenever the Torah gives us some remez, some hint, some clue, it's obviously in the context that one would expect it. So in the, the world is divided between Mokom uh, Yishuv, a place where it is an, it's inhabited, the land is cultivated, there is human activity, and places that are sort of desolate. And that is something like, that's the Midbar. So the Midbar represents desolation, and the, and the Mokum Yishu represents work and so on and so forth. The, um, the context of it is that, let's, uh, let's try to understand the deeper shot this thousand and six, six thousand, seven thousand, it means that the world, to us, human activity is the natural default setting of the world. That's what the world's about. People living, people, animals, doing, acting, etc. For things to seize, we would see that as some sort of tremendous reversal, reversal of the natural order. But the truth is, the world started at some point. In other words, way before there was a world, there wasn't a world. The unnatural setting of a world in the eyes of someone who believes is non-existence. And, and, and hence the 6,000 years brings you sort of full circle back to a situation where it's harav. But this is what he wants to lead us on in the Makma Midvah. It's the place of Churban Shimamon. It's a place of non of desolation. Since Torah is built on <coughs> that the world is a created world, it must have an end to it. So He's positing the following point. If something has a beginning, then it has an end. Because if something did not exist at some point, that means it needs certain conditions for its existence. It means that it has a certain purpose why it came to existence. So 
Um, it, 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 the, so let, let's take an example. Let's say a person, um, a person never ever was a living being without a heart. So the heart is going to be part of the person as long as he's living, and when there's no heart, there's no life, no life, no heart. But let's say you take a person's clothing, he's born without clothing, so that means that at some point he'll not have clothing again. It's something that is by its nature not an absolute, uh, absolutely necessary, and therefore it will cease to exist. This is what the passage means, Ani Rishon Vani Achron. I am first, I am last, meaning because the Kosh was first, that's why he's last. Because of the Yorok Olamish Osof, Kishem Shahoya Kadish Baruch Hu Rishon Evron Kulam, just like HaKadosh Baruch was the Rishon of Ram, he's going to be the Achron. That the world would have had, would have somebody left <coughs> eternal, then God is not Achron. David says it in the Pasuk, L'fonim ha'aretz yisadetah, you were the one who once upon a time founded the earth. And all of your and, and your handiwork is the heavens. They're all going to become destroyed. And you are going to remain forever. They're all going to disintegrate like a garment. You're going to change them like one changes a garment via chlofu. In other words, um, the 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 person will anything that is garment, meaning it's not inherent to the atzmias, is going to change. That which had no that which had a beginning has to have an end. Um, in, in other words, Rivals Alfe Yisrael in the word Alfe, he is Miramis, um, the 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 Shaisus uh, Alfe, um, and then he says. In the word Yisrael, that's where you have um, Yisrael Nirmas. Upirish Yisrael Bikan Hasaras Hakohos Ki Hefsikam Shechosam Ba'Oso Zman Hu Ha'Elef Hashvi Sholav Amar Bechad Charev. So Yisrael means in the way in the way he um, <coughs> is explaining it that there is the um, the the Klal Yisrael it says Brachus Barlakim Mishul Yisrael Nivrak the same way Klal Yisrael is the endpoint of the world and that's Merum is in the word Yisrael um, the the Kavsarish also says Man who Elof Hashviyus to Olav Mechad Chor Bechem Otzina Kasev Bishuri Mehem Bishin Makom Sama Vlasar Bito so the, the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar is touching Yisrael by exchanging the sin for a Samach. 
which is, he shows you in, in O'Shea, it's, ex- it's exchanged. Basuri mehem, with a sin, means when I leave them. So to Yisrael, if you to put in a samach, so it's sort of yosar kale, a who leaves. Um, and you find it actually a lot, especially soita and soita, with a sin and a samach. Um, that is a, that's a, well, it's especially true, like in the Lush the Gemara, which doesn't have any nikud, but um, the, the uh, sin and samach are interchangeable, and therefore Israel means Akadosh Baruch Hu stopping. Now he says, Bavur kimelat Yisrael kalaz dove vifucho, ve'efshes v'asher l'shoynes. Yisrael means two things. It's Miloshan Surara, Kisarisa, Emelakim. The word Sar with a sin is, means power, um, like a Sar, and Sarisa means you've vanquished, overcome. And Yisrael can also be read like a Samach, meaning um, letting go and so on. Yisrael contains in itself both aspects. Obavur Kimelas Yisrael calls Davi Fucho. The It will also point at the Bria after the Churban. Because it includes in itself power, existence, etc. The Remez Lachat, the Remez, Ki Acha Churban Elof Ashvi, the Acha Bitla Kreches Vasarosam. After the 7,000th, when everything else is bottled, we will have once again the establishment of Yisrael as a Kayach. I, I want to explain this a little bit. Um, let's take an example. The, um, let's say a person is building a building. And the person is then takes the person has all sorts of um, he, 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 scaffolding support in place while he's building a building. So you have all these boards and everything and so on and so forth while the building is going up. The next thing you do is, when it's finished, the first thing you note is the scaffolding being removed, and then you notice, and then the building is used. In other words, there's a process of getting rid of all of the temporary needs on the temporary structures and when that's rid you're left with the essence um, when a person is purifying gold or something so again you have a destructive process where you wear away at all of the slag and all of the uh, you know the, 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 the etcetera and then the gold surfaces um, Shabbos comes, you have, the first thing you have is cessation of work, and then you have um, the emergence of Shabbos. Shabbos as a positive entity emerges from the extinguishing of all the work. So the cessation of that which was there temporarily, that which was there just by for some sort of um, stage of necessity 
has to cease in order in order for the ikka to come out. So at the at the seven thousandth year, whatever that is, the cessation of the world's natural uh, order and so on is the prerequisite for the emergence of a world of of uh, of Shabbos. So Kalal Yisrael includes in itself both the Hasura of everything that's there before and the Surah of Kalal Yisrael as such. Um, it says in the Pasuk in Tilm Chavdala which describes Hashem Aratzim Loyo Tel Yeshuva it says Al Neharos Yichonineha and he will establish it on rivers. It doesn't use the past. Because the Mizmer is talking about the point where the world will cease to exist and the world will re-emerge. So in, in, in other words, the, in, in Mizrach Shulei Mashabas, the the, um, the 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 thread of the verse is the the flourishing of wickedness in the world, of evil, the um, absolute um, destruction of that evil, and then Tzadik Atomi Yifrach, then Tzadik blossoms out with Akatoma. That's sort of the second birth, the, the rebirth, so to speak, of of the world. Um, because it said the pasuk is a strange pasuk. We don't know, take notes that um, I got to everything in order to make. So usually it means the lasos means about oneself, but here it means the lasos. This, this will continue till the great Yevil when all the natural cultures of the world will cease to exist. But there is there is an end to the world, and that's called Yovel. So it's very interesting. We uh, types the possibility for Aretz Laolam and Medes. We types the word of Laolam as meaning eternal. The um, the word eternal in this context is Olomoshovel means eternal for us is also with a certain marked with a certain marked end to it so you have two cycles you have a small cycle where you have weeds growing and then those weeds um, come to an end and then out sprouts what I really wanted, and then there's another concept of alomosh yovel, which is an end of all ends. The um, it's interesting. The, the Rebbe Chaya 
sort of explains why is that necessary, what's the point of it, he says, Everything has to have, endless to us, means the same as meaningless. Um, it's not going anyplace, it's not doing anything, it's not headed for anywhere. So, certainly from our um, perspective, endlessness is not something that translates positively, so there is a tachlis, and that's called the Yovel HaGadol. It doesn't mean they will be there eternal. So the sense of the Pasik um, means internally they're capable of staying around forever. It's only because HaKadosh Baruch imposed on them a sort of a tachlis and so on and so forth that they are not lasting forever. Then he explains, um, that a person shouldn't think because he says there's a remedy for Shemitah, for this big Shemitah of 6,000 and 1,000, we would think this will just keep going eternally and has no Tachlis. Um, so, so the 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 um, there will be a um, a bittel in the world in in uh, um, it, it, there'll, there'll be a bittel of the world its entirety at that great nun. Yes. The Rebbe Chai is saying there's supposed to be seven cycles of seven thousand years with a thousand years of Sabbath in each one of those seven cycles. That's what it seems like. I, I'm not sure if it has to translate exactly that amount of years, but certainly there's a, there's a cycle that leads to the big cycle. So why is it not upside down? Just like when you, when you write a letter in the right way, it, it, it indicates existence and being and so on and so forth. So too he says um, when a person when it's written upside down it shows us something as harf. Very simply we, we have the Hashem was Hafachastaim. So basically, the two nunim indicate the this this the, it's sort of so to speak the outer framework that frames the world, um, a world headed towards nun. And being that they will be so the Rebbe Mechai is saying that there's going to be a tovavu and a rebirth. Very, very not clear if this is a rebirth or a new birth. I don't know. Um, he says, he talked a lot about that maybe the two nunim, one is meramis on the churban, one is on rebirth. 
I want to talk a little bit, again, we're talking about uh, awesome things, we're talking about things that are really, really beyond us, but if we're talking about it, and if we're going to have a higher audience in this case, it has to have some sort of Havana. Um, what's this game over here? Mela, the, the Shemitah one, we still understand. But what about the Yevil one? So Akash Baruch will totally, totally destroy the world, bring it back to Tovo, and recast the world again. Now, I'm not sure if the same people will play again. Is this, does he mean that there's just be an even greater devastation coming back? The mashmos in it is not. So the question is, well, so what's the point of this game? Like, bored housewives redecorate their house every few years simply because they're bored. But what does it mean by Kaddish Baruch what's the, what's, the, what's the point of it? So I think the mahalach goes like this. Be'emes, in terms of the fact that there's a kavana for Brias Holom, we're kind of caught in two places, in two places. Mitzara Kaddish Baruch Hu's abilities, Mitzara Kaddish Baruch Hu's insof, a, a, a temporary um, act n- is, is against that. In other words, what does it mean Akash Baruch did something for X amount of years? It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't Akash Baruch Hu self, and therefore his Pula should be himself. Mitzideinu, self is meaningless. Um, like you said before, Tachlis can only be understood in a span of beginning and end. End is Tachlis, beginning is Echetimtza. There is no way which we can really deal with eternally. Um, I once heard, there's a, there's a verse from the Balatanya, he says, Mar says, My will give you blessing without end. So the um the the the, the Gemara says, Rabbi says it means uh, you know, you'll get tired of saying enough. It's strange because usually the Gemara tends to amplify the Pasik. Pasik says ten makis, they darshan ten times five, ten times a hundred, ten times this. Every 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 uh, everything gets darshaned to with the Torah is usually understood as kind of being a kernel, and you can darshan and expand it and expound it. Here we're going the opposite direction. The Torah starts off by the pasuk says you will have an endless amount, an infinite amount of bracha, and the Bechel says until you get tired of saying enough. I mean, I get tired long before infinity of, of saying the words enough, and that's Pashat. So he explains that infinity for a human being is destructive, not constructive. We're not, we, we can't deal with something that's infinite. Um, w- a person who has some money is happy, a person who has a lot of money is happy. A person who can always put his credit card in, his debit card and get money out, 
there's no. So what do I do with it? I don't know. I, I mean, I, infinity is not a number that suits people, and they don't deal with it. So Akash says, "Infinite means it will come in increments that are limited." You know, I got an awful lot, and I said, "Die." No, that's Act One. I got a lot more, and I said, "Die." I got a lot more, and I said, "Die." Each and every one um, is a, is a clearly bounded segment. So just like a person, for instance, does well in school and has a very good job, and then a year later he gets a promotion, and a year later he I don't know he's made a partner, and so on. Each one of these are very big brachas, and they and it may keep going on and on and on, but it needs to be bounded. So Akharish Baruch Hu himself needs to express himself infinitely. Um, not, I don't know the word need, but he, Akashbaruch expresses himself infinitely. Us, we, 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 to us, meaning lies in something that is, that has clear segments and clear boundaries. Um, so he says, and then Rabbi Machai finishes the So that's why, just finish the thought, that's why we have this Yovo, everything goes back to Toh, and then the Bria goes on again, um, it's very well possible that that's the pshat. Um, we we um, for us we need to see very clear ends. For Kapakarish Baruch Hu, um, what we dis- need to describe is endlessness, and this is how we get the two together. Um, a series of very of olamos. Each one is a complete world. It has a beginning and a total end, and then a whole new beginning because HaKadosh Baruch was endless. Where our Neshamas come into this? Do we, will we feel the continuity or not? I have no idea. I don't know. That's uh, a lot. Maybe does this in any way connect to the, the Midrash from Bracious that Hashem was creating worlds and destroying? Now, very possible that creates with that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that seems to be the same sense. But over there, that HaKadosh Baruch carried world, but over there, the emphasis in the Chazal is that, that, um, Dana Hanili, Dana Hanili. Over there, there seems to be something wrong with the world. Here, I'm not sure. Here, it seems to have gotten to some perfection, and yet a perfection requires an end to it. I don't know. Okay, Lord, Lavavas, in Yazer, Bob, Etaira, Senat, Sufim, Super Mitzah, Shmita, Vayerbos, Vemitzah, Kuvalis. He says, to teach us this, in other words, to get a sense of this, the Torah gives us a. Um, it, it gives us a flavor of it in the psukim of in, in the mitzvahs of Shemitah Yavu so when a person and, and let's just understand a point here a, a lot of um, there, there's knowledge that we have that logically is structured and I can tell you A, B, C, D and F there's knowledge that's gained from experience where I intuitively extrapolate outwards. I meet somebody, I talk to somebody, and his eyes are shifting, not looking at me. And then he doesn't keep his word. And then a second time it happens, I intuitively extrapolate that that type of posture, that type of facial expression associates itself with a lie. I may not even be aware why it is that this person sort of lends himself, you know, a, a person might even say, I don't know why, but 
I just have a feeling this guy's not honest. Um, uh, somebody with a little more perception will say, well, you know, I've had experience with people whose eye who can't look you straight in the face, and they usually tend to be dishonest. Um, and so on. It, it, it might, it, it, to do it with Seichel would say, well, a person naturally is reluctant to look at the person because he's afraid of his reaction and so on and so forth. But, but, but there's a level where, from experience, I can intuit outwards. The, um, the mitzvahs that deal, Akarish Baruch Hu has inyanim that are very deep, and people are, not everyone is privy to exact description of it. Lamashal, um, like the Yenev, the Shemitah Yovus, these are the, we're talking about the very deep inyanim and so on. But the Torah gives us mitzvahs that the flavor of the mitzvah sort of feeds on it. Everything must come to an end. I work the field, plow, plant, um, weed, put a lot of effort, and then it's over. And then it's over. And, the if, and, and, and it stops. And then in a big picture, I mean, I've worked hard, I've gotten, I've bought a whole bunch of fields together, I have a whole corporation, I have uh, a, a, an estate and everything, and then everything gets dissolved and put back into the original state again and we start all over again in everything. The sl- servants I've bought, slaves I've bought, and so on. It, it, a person, even if the person is not conscious of what it is, but the sense is nothing lasts forever, Everything returns back to where it started from in, in the beginning, and a person gains a certain intuitive insight into the cycles of the world. And that's what he says here. In order to, to sort of give our hearts a feel for it, so Torah gave us to give us that feel, that flavor. Um, that's in that sense, Shabbos is me'enolam habo. A person gets a sense where week after week, we work and we create and we accomplish and we do, and then there's something that we were working for. The idea that your mishatav Shabbos imparts on a person a sense of olam habo, of yom shekulotovim nuvachayelamim. That's something that you pick up whatever dag of seichel, but even the person has no das, no seichel, the sense is, is there. I just, um, one of the regish-laden um, descriptions in Yiddish, somebody, there was a, 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 a Yid, Reb Chaim Brim, in Meisharim, a very, very big person, Talmud Chaznish, and so on, but he came home once, and he wanted to tell his wife of Surah about somebody who passed away. And uh, th- my brother was standing there. He, he told her that Schwartz has gone home for Shabbos, has come home for Shabbos. It, it, it certain, uh, that's, that's sort of the, the sense of things that people have when they live with a Shabbos. And, 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 and the whole week revolves around Shabbos. Then that becomes the metaphor for lost love. It's supposed to be that way. Okay, we'll hold it here.